We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? Lucky Lucky Podcast. Prime time tonight. Brought to you by Honora Whiskey, honorawhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, honorawhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so responsibly. Yo, pretty good show tonight. Gonna have the guys from the Lucky Underdogs Podcast on Believe Network. CJ Procise and Devin Butler joining us to talk Notre Dame. Some very interesting questions we have to talk about tonight. Lev should be along shortly. He has a flight later tonight to go cover his game. And we're going to talk and hear from Jared Parker and Al Golden. As always, we're on CFB Nation, which is presented by Twisted T. Don't forget, YouTube, the thumb, smash it, helps us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. Home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. If you have questions for any of the guys, feel free to go ahead and drop those questions in, whether it was about their career at Notre Dame or what they're doing right now. Can't wait for those guys to join us at 7.30. So that's about another 18 minutes from now. They'll be joining us. Trying to wait for Left to get in. <clears throat> Hopefully he gets in soon. How's everyone feeling today? What's good? What's good, everybody? Good to see you guys in here. <laughs> Johnny S., I don't, I don't know. Uh, that Jay Norvell situation. Um, I think Jay Norvell was trying to, in a way, motivate his kids, give them something to uh, go into the game with, to have his back. And uh, I'm just not sure it's going to work out for him. But that's the greatness of Deion Sanders, right? The brand that somehow, some way, the game or the talk becomes about him. It really does. And his team is allowed to just play with no pressure. You know, his team is just allowed to go out there, practice, get better every week, and then play. So... If it was up to Deion Sanders, he would love for the attention, I'm sure, to come his way each and every week and allow his Buffaloes to go out there and let the chips fall where they may. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFB Nation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I'm interested in the USC Colorado game as well. I think that's the first time Colorado will face definitely team speed similar to theirs and how they respond to that we'll see it should be interesting it should be interesting i think it's going to be a um a mismatch i really do i think it's going to be a mismatch in a lot of different ways but the fact that the game is at Colorado, I think, helps out. But I definitely think it's going to go back and forth. Heavyweight match back and forth. And right now, if I had to pick, I would probably say, no, at home, I probably would still lean towards USC right now. I probably would. Zemont, Mr. Food Lover. What's up, my man? How does Notre Dame match up against Colorado? Uh, I think Notre Dame would pretty much. Oh, well, Notre Dame has the secondary to slow Colorado down. Notre Dame would beat Colorado because Colorado can't stop the run. However, Colorado has four really explosive receivers. And I love the Notre Dame secondary, but it would really be a challenge to see the Notre Dame safeties against that explosion, that explosiveness. But I think the run game for Notre Dame would keep Colorado on the sideline. And Notre Dame would, I think Notre Dame would beat Colorado by 10 points. If they played, if it neutral field, you know, closer game at Colorado, Notre Dame Stadium, Notre Dame might win by 17 when it's all said and done. 
let's see. Sly Fox. What's up, Sly Fox? Sean, not to look ahead, but scale of one to ten, how you feeling about next week? Oh, I feel great. I've been saying that all week. I'm ready to just simulate this weekend. Simulate through this Central Michigan game. Let's go. Like flat out, let's go. Simulate through this Central Michigan game. I man, I, I don't I don't care. It's on Peacock. I know we have to do a post-game show, so so I'll watch, but I let's go. I feel great about the Ohio State matchup. Left, what's good? We here, baby. We here. Let everybody know, CBS Network, where they can see you, follow you, what game you're covering this week. CBS Network this week, we got Buffalo versus Liberty. Two pretty good football teams. They both got a lot of good stuff uh, going on. Um, Liberty is is 2-0 and on the season. Buffalo is 1-2 and uh, or 0-2. Oh and two. and uh, it's looking to be a really good matchup. Buffalo has a lot of... Uh, individual really good players like their linebacker is the number one tackler in the country. They got a pretty good defensive line, and Liberty's Liberty man. Ever since Malik Willis, their recruiting has went up, so their their level of play and talent has went up. They lead the FBS in turnovers, something that Notre Dame should take a page in the book from. Now, caveat is that they got four picks versus uh, four picks in like four three turnovers versus Bowling Green, so. You know, they got they got their game in, but I feel like Notre Dame should do the same thing versus Central Michigan. So uh, check us out, uh, CBN uh, Sports Network on the website. Uh, the game's at 12, uh, 12 noon on Saturday. It's an early one. Uh, if you got them double-decker TVs, you know, get the Buffalo Liberty on one and then get Notre Dame on the other, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Uh, Matt D, to answer your question. As we said before, attrition, health, as we get deeper into the season, Travis Hunter, his reps will probably go down. Dude, let me say this with confidence. So y'all, so people can have clarity. And then we can talk Notre Dame. It doesn't matter who Colorado faces. Travis Hunter, if he was on the opposite team, would be the number one defensive back. Yes. So he would be he would be the best defensive back on USC. Oh yeah, that's easy though. And he would be one of the best wide receivers on USC. He'd be top two. I think they got some good guys over there. It's, so you don't have to ask me. Hey, what competition? He he's better than the players he's facing. So what's the step up and in, in comp? When you're a great player, you don't care who you play. You think Shadour and Trav are not going to be fired up when Caleb and the, the USC receivers come in to Definitely Colorado? They they're ready to take it up to another level. That's right. So, level of competition. Have we not learned that Ray's level of competition does not? Y'all had a problem with them playing at Jackson State. You didn't believe because yeah. of the level of competition. They played TCU. What was the excuse? TCU doesn't have a good defense. They play Nebraska. That's one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten. But you're going to make an excuse from Nebraska, too. It's like Colorado State. It's like people just keep making excuses. They're great players, man. Like, they, you really don't need to see anything else. They're great players. You don't have to believe it. This isn't an illusion. This isn't level of competition. Trav is going to burn the USC defensive backs. You don't have to worry. He's going to burn the Oregon defensive backs. Like they, he would be one of the best receivers on Oregon. And he would be the best defensive back on Oregon if he went there. Yeah, I mean, um, look, he the best player stepping on the field 95% of the time. I think Caleb's a better overall football player, but 
that's, that's saying all, that's splitting hairs. That's like that's a, that's a, pre that's a preference. That's like a preference. It's not even like a fact thing. It's just a and preference. I think I think that is the the joke of it all. Like <laughs> people think that Shador, okay, yeah, they're gonna play better teams, so the numbers might not be as outrageous, but they're going to make plays again. They're going to make plays against good, great teams. They are. When they play Oregon, Oregon might beat them. But I guarantee yeah, I mean, that's going to be the best. Shootout. That's going to be the best offense Oregon has faced to this point. I guarantee you that. Yeah. It's going to be the best offense USC has faced to this point because USC has, hasn't, hasn't played anybody. No one. And and Cormani McClain hasn't played yet. They got him sitting on ice, left. Yeah. It it do. It's just as we said earlier, Colorado controls their destiny. I mean, yeah, they're in the driver's seat or the catbird seat for sure uh, to to make this season what they want it to be. I believe that this is one of the – it's a super interesting case because nobody cared about Colorado the last, I'd say, 10 years. So to even have people put so high expectations on a team that nobody cared about for 10 years, mm -hmm. and in one season, everybody wants them to lose or everybody is pitting them against, it's like, what is the do common dom denominator? How do you get to not even caring? It's different if this was a staple program like a LSU or a South Carolina or uh, Tennessee, I'm naming SEC schools, or Ohio State or Wisconsin. This is a non-traditional powerhouse P5 school that nobody cared about. Nobody. Now that it's becoming a topic, it's just so interesting to see these you got fair weather fans people that believe you got people that have been lifelong colorado fans that are excited to see this rejuvenation of a program and then you got these people out of the woodworks that just want to see you fail from what it seems yeah because if anything i feel like if it wasn't dion and this was anybody else for that matter if it was marcus freeman they would have a totally different perception or perspective on how Colorado's doing. If Colorado beat TCU under a different head coach, people still wouldn't care as much. And they wouldn't have these, oh, they're, they're going to lose because they got to play this. It'll give all these excuses and reasons why they're going to lose. Before, it was just an automatic W. Now everybody in the Pac-12 can't got to erase it. Everybody in the Pac-12 got to go on their calendar and erase the previous uh built-in w they can't say that now so i do think there's a a level of uh when you're disrupting the order of things you know a lot of teams in the pac-12 count on that colorado easy dub they're like oh we should we play colorado before we play you know oregon we gotta tune up this game right that's our tune up <laughs> you ain't tuning up tune colorado up. no more and I asked a question on a podcast. I think you had stepped away. And it kind of shows you. I don't know if it's disrespectful, but I said this would have never happened. I said, but if, if Shador Sanders had been Tommy Reese's choice in the transfer portal, Notre Dame fans would have lost their mind. Oh, yeah. They would have lost their mind. If they if they are one hundred percent honest, Notre Dame fans would have lost their mind. Yeah. What? Jackson State. He hasn't proven anything. 
Like, had, did you watch any of the games? Like, what he's doing now, he did the last two years. And people, people sleep on the fact that when you've been playing every game since a freshman in high school, all those reps add up. It's a comfortability factor when it comes to quarterback. You look at a guy like the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. He's only played one season, and then they touted him as the next Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. He's struggling because he just hasn't played enough. And then vice versa, a Brock Purdy, a four-year starter at Iowa State, got every record in the Big 12, every record at Iowa State broken. It's not a surprise you go out there for San Francisco and look like this is regularly scheduled program. Mm. As much as we don't think he's talented, as much as we don't think he's better than X, Y, and Z on a skill level, that brother got more experience than everybody in the room. That's why he could look better than Justin Fields and better than uh, uh, who's the other rookie that played, but better than some of these newcomers mm-hmm. because of the fact that just at the end of the day, as talented as Justin Fields is, he don't look comfortable like Brock Purdy look comfortable. Now we know the O line and the team is different, and that plays a huge factor. I mean, that's pretty. First of all, just the overall team. Just the overall team, you're right. That's the overall team. But even if Justin Fields was to swap places and him go to San Francisco, he would have some success, but he would have a lot of struggles too just just due to the fact that he only played one full season at Ohio State. No, two full seasons, right? Yeah, I think he played two full seasons at Ohio State. And even with going to the championship, playing in big games, being a winner in college, even setting records at Ohio State, you still can't put that over a 40-game starter. (laughs) Mm. Why is Sam Hartman such a perfect plug-in? And it's not about his talent. It's not about Sam Hartman's... God-given ability, necessarily. Now he's got some talent, you know. He got, he got, he got, he got some stuff to him, but he's not a first pick of the draft. Just from talent alone, we're just talking talent. Where Sam completes this offense is that Sam has played a lot of games, and when you've thrown the ball that much. If he went to Alabama, I think he would have the same success. Mm. Outside outside of the team being good, it's the fact that his value of poise, comfortability, know-how, intangibles, and then you sprinkle the fact that he's thrown for 12,000 yards. It's a perfect fit for a team like Notre Dame who lacks experience both sides of the football, in in skilled positions like positions we need them to be right so you fit you fit that mold and then you dress it up at the fact that that comfortability allows him to operate and not be the the distracting figure in the offense where you we worried about if you looking at your first option and running sam's like he got the receivers convinced all of them are running routes now. Even the running back in his check down coming out fast because he's like, hey, I might get it. Yeah. yeah. And that is something that you can't necessarily teach. You know what I mean? Andrew Gilmore says uh, Brock Purdy played a few minutes. We'll be having CJ Procise, Devin Butler from Lecky Underdogs Podcast Belief Network on with us. He says, Brock Purdy played a lot, a ton of games. Experience matters. I said that a few weeks ago when you guys kind of clowned me. We didn't clown you. We clowned you because you you tried to make it seem like Brock Purdy's experience means he can go play anywhere in the NFL. No, his experience matters in San Francisco because he's surrounded by a great team. Brock Purdy, other than that, is trash. Put him on Seattle. Put him on the Bears. Put put him him on the Bears. Bears. He's trash. He now he'll give some good effort like that. The experience would definitely come Bruh, and play. Brock Purdy, 
he is too. not carrying anybody. He is not an aircraft carrier. His experience, in, just like Sam Hart, his experience matters when you plug him into a great team like Notre Dame or like Malik said, if he had gone to Alabama. You put Sam Hartman on Pittsburgh, what's, what's changing? They're Pittsburgh. They might be a little bit better. It's the great team that helps to accentuate the intangibles that Brock Purdy brings. Exactly. He brings the intangibles. Brock Purdy cannot throw outside the hashes. But within that offense, that's all he needs to do. Brock Purdy is the unbroken glow stick. That's he all can he shine needs to bright. Do. But you gotta work. You gotta you gotta twist it and bend it and and break it in, and it'll shine. Mm -hmm. But you gotta work with it. It's not a glow stick that just comes glowing. Experience matters. Experience matters. Give me three years of Trevor Lawrence over Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. And his four years. Brock Purdy played more games than Trevor Lawrence. Give me Trevor Lawrence. Cause now that's cause then you have to worry about talent. Cause the league gonna catch up. And the team ain't gonna be as great your whole career. No, that's just no. If you got, if you have a great quarterback that played two years, give me the great quarterback that played two years over Brock Purdy and his experience. A Justin Fields. And now they got to get his Fields, team right. <laughs> Justin Fields has yet to has yet. Wait a minute, Brock Purdy has a great offensive mind working with him. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields has yet to have one decent offensive mind, offensive mind connected to him with the Bears. Who Wait, who's, who's this guy now? Luke Getty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I understand experience. Yeah, you experience matters, but let's not overstate like experience makes. Brock Purdy, this like he's up there with Justin Herbert now, and like no, he is a game well, manager. Now, Justin Herbert got a long way to go too. He ain't won no playoff games like bro. That. With that being said, you know the distance between Justin Herbert and Brock Purdy is far from a talent oh, perspective. It's far. That's that's all I'm saying. And I see before we bring in CJ Procise, bring him in now. Because, matter of fact, CJ can come in on this conversation with us. I want to see what he would say. But um, <laughs> to answer your, the question about uh, Blake, Blake is not moving a guard unless you have somebody that can play right tackle that's better than him. Because why would you move it? Well, I've said Blake has been inconsistent to start this season. He's been, but when Blake is on, he's on. And there's no question how dominant he is in the run game. That's why everyone is so quick to put him at guard. Like, put him at guard because he's dominant. No, you don't have a – first of all, you don't have a tackle that's better than him right now, at right tackle. If you did, who was that – because I think both of you guys might have been there, or you, maybe you guys had left. Who was that freshman that came in that was getting, like, every other series at right tackle? And you guys had, like, two right tackles. I think it's – which season that was? It was Robert Hainsey. It was Hainsey. Was it Hainsey? That came, that, that came in as a freshman. Remember, he came on with us, and he told us about that. He came in as a freshman, and he played so well in camp that they would give him, like, every, every third other. series yeah. or something like that. He would come in and right tackle. It's like, yeah, if you had somebody at right tackle that was just as good, yeah. Kick Blake inside, and you got a dominant right side. But until then, Blake is going to be the answer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. 
your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're pleased to have our brother CJ uh, Procise on. Lucky Sorry. Underdogs, Believe Network, man. Great interview with the Joe Theismann last week that you guys posted, man. Yeah. Just what, what stood out from that interview, in your opinion? Oh, man, you know, just for one, you know, Joe's a great guy, man. You know, he's a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy to hear from. Hell of a guy, you know, talk to. Um, you know, I've met him uh, a couple times before. And, you know, just kind of getting him on there and you're hearing, hearing his insight about, you know, the quarterback mm. situation, the transfer portal. Uh, man, everything is great from that guy. You know, just he's been in the you know the TV game for a long time now, seeing a lot of football. So uh, it was great hearing his perspective on how the season's going and Sam Hartman and everything, uh, and mostly the transfer portal. Kind of hearing his in nil kind of stuff, like he was his insight behind that. We were having a conversation before you came on, and people were asking us like, "How do you think?" Oh, they were saying, I want to see Shador and Travis Hunter against better competition. Mm -hmm. And Malik and I just laughed and we were like, dude, they're dogs. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter who they play. They're, they're dogs. Whether it's HBCU, whether it's TCU, whether it's Nebraska, USC, what? when they come to town. like, And, well, I mean, I, I think what people don't really understand is, like, you know, the that difference from the HBCU to like the FBS is not the the skill positions. You know, Dion said it. It's not the skill positions. It's not the speed. Right. It's the you know, it's the guys inside. It's the it's the, the interior linemen. So, you know, the difference between you know what they were doing, the, the guys they're playing against down in the HBCUs, and the, the as far as the skill position wise, they not the speed wasn't is not much different. So you right. know, it ain't like they playing. You know, so. If they play against better competition, ain't much better competition out there because they're still playing as guys who run in four threes, four fours. They just might not be coached as well, yeah. but you know they're still playing against some, some dogs. And so, yeah, coaching matters a lot when it comes to putting your talent the best way it can be on the field. Plus, yeah. you know, it's definitely a difference between when I went from Notre Dame to Florida. The the mm -hmm. biggest difference is the O line and D line play. Absolutely. We had bigger dudes at Florida, but they wasn't as good as Notre Dame's O-line. Mm -hmm. But vice versa, the D-line are just big, strong athletes. <laughs> Not and they and they don't necessarily be the best football players, but when you just lining up, you like, man, that that dude is huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's he not the best one on the D-line, but he's definitely noticeable. So right. <laughs> you know, I think that's just and it speaks to what you're saying, Sean, but you a dog. You were one of the better football players in college in general. So when you're going against better competition, it's really people coming to your level and you want yeah. to do uh, what you do best. And, and that's why for Shador, it don't look like it was at HBCU. He looked like just a quarterback balling like he's supposed to. Yeah, that's the thing. He's been balling. It ain't like he just started balling. balling just these last two games. Like He was balling all last year. Every time I seen him play, he'd been balling. So, you know. and I do and think that's the crazy thing because you, you, the narrative of that happens so much with guys, but a lot of times it's because guys aren't that dude, right? Yeah, Coach mm -hmm. Carl Reed talks about it all the time when these guys transfer and they don't get no love in the transfer portal and get like these super small schools. Maybe those super small schools should have been where you started. Maybe you right. feel. Oh, yes. Yeah, man, that's just where you're supposed to be to begin with. You did wasn't supposed to get the D1 back. And it's it's funny, CJ, because we, we were saying, look, whatever team Travis Hunter faces, 
he if he played on that team, he would be the best defensive back. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And maybe and maybe the best wide receiver. Like, okay, he maybe he wouldn't be the best receiver for USC and Washington. In Ohio like State. Those, in, in Ohio State. Other than that, those other than that. Travis Hunter's probably he stepped, he stepped foot on Notre Dame's campus. He's he, the best wide receiver. He's best, he played the best wide receiver. So it's like, yeah. And so, so when you're talented like that, your mentality, you don't give a darn who you're you going up against. And then you're getting coached by somebody like Dion, like the confidence that he's like instilling in you, yeah. like is is different. It's next level. Like is his level set of confidence. He yeah. got the most confidence of all time. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know that. But it, it's about sustaining. Yeah. You know, unless Dion is like, I'm building this hype train up for two years and I'm going to dip to Alabama or, you know, a big, traditionally big powerhouse. I mean, I don't know what the end game is for the strategy he's taking on of being super. Uh, I don't know how you would describe it. I mean, you. you well, I know himself. this. I'll tell you what. Brandon Davis Swain, that was a, uh, was originally committed to Notre Dame, is committed to Colorado. <laughs> Bryce J. Underwood from Detroit will be at the game tomorrow. That's oh, the number really? one quarterback. Yeah, Bryce, like, dude. Bryce is that dude. Also, they got an Oregon commit mm. coming to the game tomorrow. Wide I mean, receiver. That's Dipset come and, and the Harlem Globe. So, I mean, they be having the most random stars at the game. Cardi B be at the game, you know. I, I will say this. The tr- it's going to be interesting from a recruiting standpoint to see how he does in the trenches. But he, Dion is not going to have a problem with the skill position, bro. Absolutely. He, no, he's, like I said, Cormani, the McLean was the, he's the number one defensive back in the nation. He's on ice right now. Ice. As a freshman. As a true freshman, they haven't, he hasn't even, he plays special teams. That's it. He's just on ice. They haven't even unleashed him yet. Is that so, his, his, uh, his uh, son playing the other corner, right? Mm-hmm. No, Shiloh plays uh, safety. Oh, okay. I'm about to say he ain't going to yeah. play over the Shiloh son. plays safety. <laughs> Let me ask you. you going to play over that stuff. The fans asked this question before you both of you guys got on. If Notre Dame played Colorado, how would the game go? Same as all games always go. We we'll get we'll get close in the end and then come down a couple mistakes, a couple big plays, and it can alter either way. We I think this year we would be on the good side of things. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, off the trenches wide, just off the trenches, we're gonna we'll, we'll over overtake them in four quarters. Um they definitely I mean it's gonna be a it'll be a matchup for sure. But they I give up a lot of points though. It ain't yeah, like they absolutely. shutting teams like, out. We gonna, I mean, we would run the ball in them like, like yeah. It would just be, it would just be more boring. It yeah, like, it would be like it would be like forty-five. It would be like the TCU game, except we would we would be the, the other we would win. We would win. Yeah, we would win. Yeah, because we just got the better defense. We can get a stop. Yeah, we I think defense. we had the better defense. We run I will the ball be interested in. I will be interested in seeing. And Ben Morrison going to get him more. If, if Ben Morrison <laughs> travels in that game. He wouldn't need to. All of them good, shoot. Yeah. All of them is well, good, but not better than the other one. Like Jimmy Horn Jr. is good. He's better at routes than uh, Dylan Edwards, but Dylan Edwards is faster than all the receivers. And then so it's like, hell, you got four guys getting the ball and catching it for 100 yards apiece. Yeah. I mean, hey, you just pick it. Sometimes you got to go on Travis. Sometimes you got to go on Dylan Edwards. Sometimes you got to go on Jimmy. So it's like you got to switch it up. Like, like, yeah, Jimmy Horn, like, man, who's sticking him? Like, because if, if Trav is covered by, yeah, if you got trapped, but having Christian Gray at this point, the way he's been playing as a true freshman, if no, he continues to play them. When they run. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. These games look exciting because none of these teams they playing got defense. That's true too. You feel me? Like, because no once they play somebody with defense, they low key they gonna get you. They, they gonna don't play Oregon State. Or well, the Pac twelve. That it's not too many. It ain't. It ain't nothing. <laughs> it ain't nothing that they really got defense out there. But they still catch. They got defense. They catch Utah. Utah. You said who? Utah and Oregon State. Don't they, they, they can't talk. Utah, they yeah. don't, Utah be hitting. <laughs> or, or oh, they be, be hitting. And they all tough. 
uh, BYU or something, they're going to they're gonna be hitting out now in BYU or something like that. I can see a loss right there. But um, All right. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's get to it. CJ, we are three games in. Mm-hmm. What do we know about Notre Dame? Like, give me the three things that you like. Hey, for the rest of the season, I know this about Notre Dame. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, you know we got a solid QB. You know, you know we solid there, solid O line, uh, you know, solid run game. So those, you know, those two uh, offensively there, you know, those, those kind of the things we we got. Uh, defensively, I mean, I think we just aggressive, man. I like how we just we attack, we attack, we attack the ball. Um, I like how the guys are attacking, like just going for turnovers. Uh, the defense is aggressive. Obviously, we gonna, you know, the DB's gonna have to man up here coming up next week. Uh, so that's gonna be the real test. But uh, man, man, I really like. I just really like the the. I mean, offense. wise I'm a love of an offense, man. Like I, I think that's just what I've been so pleased to see. Like the quarterback, just him having so much chemistry with the receivers, tight ends, O line. Like a struggle that, out there, man. Man, man like I mean, that. come on. You feel me? Like it's 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 great to see, man. When you see eight guys getting getting touches, touching the ball. You like you seeing guys like I see my guy like Chris Tyree. You know they using him like he's catching passes the way he's using him like we should have been using slots for years. Yeah, like and it's like man, like we we figured it out or is it just a quarterback who we we got? But it's but you know I mean it's uh we've had good quarterbacks. But you know we haven't had a guy with obviously with the, the experience that Hartman has. So um, that, I mean I heard you guys talking about that already. So that you know the experience is one you know just is is what it is. You know you can't really you can't coach that at all. So how much do you see guys that had experience in the league? How, mm-hmm. Like could you tell guys that played a lot of games in the NFL compared to guys that's like I'm talented but I'm just like head spinning? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean you can even uh. I mean, you can even tell, like, even like playing with a guy like like Deshaun Watson, like, you know, I, I, I you know, when you first watch him, um, you know, first watching him play, you can see like him just being in, in jitters, uh, you know, just not as not as solid on his, his technique and stuff. And then once I got to play, you know, once I got to down to Houston playing with him, I think he was like year five, four or five. Oh, man, did we lose CJ? Uh, I think he broke up. Yeah, I think he froze. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yeah. So, left, man, it's um that experience thing. Like I said, look, Sam Hartman was the perfect quarterback for Notre Dame. Wasn't this the, the most talented to be a distraction? No, a perfect fit, like a perfect a remedy for our sickness. And the way you broke him down as uh, Tony Starks to Iron Man the other day, <laughs> yo, made like perfect sense. You know, yeah. um, the Notre Dame program is the Iron Man suit. And if he steps and when he plays within the parameters of the suit the team concept of Notre Dame, he becomes Iron Man. You know, and outside I mean, of that, no wrong, he's just Tony Stark. And don't get by all means, if if you are Tony Stark, life you is good. Man. Life is good. <laughs> nobody nobody complains about being called Tony at Stark. At all. At all. Life is good. But that was just a perfect explanation, you know, to really break down what Sam Hartman means. So you answered that question on yesterday's show. Now we have to kind of look forward. What needs to be settled, cleaned up, or established before September 23rd? Like, you already answered what you know. Like, Notre Dame is, this is who they are. I think we definitely need to find a way or a means to still get the X factor go-to player. It's looking like it's Aldrich, but mm-hmm. I feel like we got a pass to beat Ohio State September 23rd 
So it would be nice to get that receiver one by uh, more so this this game coming up Central Michigan because it can show that all the good stuff that we're doing, we're still refining on offense to be specific to certain situations that we know we're going to certain players or we're in tough positions potentially playing in Ohio State where the game may not be so open. So who are, are, are who are our must-have matchups that we have to expose or must-have guys that we have to get the ball to? And defensively, it's a great opportunity to find those key players on certain downs that need to be in the game to provide a rush or provide pass coverage or whatever the case, be a great tackler. Mm-hmm. The X factor uh, point is what I want to see stand out more refinely, more refinely in this game to to feel comfortable going into the next game. Maybe Sam is the X factor as the season goes on in terms of getting guys involved, you know, going to the guy that's hot. Maybe it's even maybe it's Aldridge. I mean he seemed to be the X factor last week or just a reliable guy uh to touch the football. I just think man it's it's, it's, it's shaping up to be a really good year because we're having a lot of success still not having that that number one dude. You know, looking at the chat, we're getting some great responses. Uh, let's see. And we welcome CJ ProSites back in. Right, we're getting some great, great responses. Uh, Jason Hewlett says the guard play. Uh, Sid Iris says, I feel like we have known our wide receivers would be a question mark this year. Why so puzzled? Uh, one more. Chris Piggy Bacon says, deep threat and defensive line pass rush. It's, you know, it's a lot of things from a perception standpoint. Like, we, we talked about this, uh, CJ, and uh, Malik was the first person to tell me it was like when we first started this podcast and Jack Cone was the quarterback in the offensive line that year just wasn't up to the normal standards of an offensive line at Notre Dame. And I was like complaining and Malik was like, bro, you just spoiled. Yeah. Like, it, like this is offensive line play around the country. Basically, yeah. Like you've just been spoiled with elite offensive line play at Notre That's Dame good. every year. And hey, they just took a step back. And I feel the same way about the way people look at the offensive line this year. It's like, what are we complaining about? Like the other day, we knew the great defense front seven that North Carolina State had. Always, they always had. Always had. And before the game, I told you that Notre Dame's gonna rush for 200 yards. You probably would have been like, oh snap, we blowing this, we blowing them out. Okay, they rushed for 197 and we blew them out. <laughs> and it was their first time really facing a legit front seven that could kind of give them a pushback. Some looks. Or or actually win reps, you know, multiple times in the game. And to sit there and just say, well, the guard play, it's like Man, Notre Dame is one of the top five offensive Talented lines in college teams, football. Rosters, but but just the offensive line, like, dude, I've watched college football. I do. I watched Ohio State offensive line struggle against Indiana, mm-hmm. struggle. And it, so I have no. I'm not about to sit up here and nitpick this Notre Dame offensive line when I've watched teams in the top ten struggle mightily mm-hmm. on the offensive line like you want man you think colorado's offensive line is good nebraska was manhandling them for like two and a half quarters you know so it's from me look caleb williams has been running for his life the first three games running for his life just making plays and offensive line play man it is especially at notre dame it is something that the fan base takes for granted. Yeah. Yes. And anytime they see mistakes or they face 
really good defensive lines. It's like I told I'm like, yo, do you think Malik uh Michael Hall Jr. is not not gonna make plays next week yeah. for Ohio State? He dude, he's gonna give Pat Coogan hell. Mm-hmm. You gotta give other people credit. Like you gotta give other like you like especially you know especially you playing a, a team like NC State. Like you know them guys. Them guys oh in that locker room know if they have a good game, they gonna mm-hmm. have a chance to go to the league. You know, so it's like that's it. So you know if I get a second, if I get a second in Notre Dame, I'm going to I can get I can get drafted. So so why wouldn't I play as hard as I possibly can? You know, like so you know they coming out and even and Freeman said it too. He was like, you know, you know the guys came out, they came out and played harder than us early on because they were just ready, ready mm-hmm. to play. Is it ready playing Notre Dame? Like you playing Notre Dame, you got a different, it's a different mindset that whole week because you know you on national television, you know you about to get that, you know you better get that publicity. Like you know, I'm like, oh yeah, my whole family gonna be watching. I'm playing Notre Dame. I gotta, I gotta go off. Like it's just the mindset you got. So. We gotta give mm-hmm. credit to other guys too. They they made it to they made it to college, to play college football as well. So they ain't they ain't no slacks. You got some slackies though. It There's some slack out it's there. Slackies. But, but, usually, but usually if you starting, you doing something you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. <laughs> you feel me? Like they ain't just putting nobody out there who just not, you know. I mean they are sometimes, but like for the most part, you gotta be doing what you're supposed to be doing to be on that field. Yeah, and, and what's what's awesome about it is that Notre Dame gets everybody's best shot. Yeah, and it also makes them a better player because exactly you can't sleep. You can't sleep because you come out. Like, you come out and sleep against uh, who? Who we played last week? The the Blacks, Middle Tennessee or Tennessee State. You yeah, come we out. Never, yeah. we, we never had no game like that. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying, but you know, you yeah, come out and against no. them. They gonna they gonna yeah. come and, like they they try to come and smack us like no, they yeah, did. Yeah, Purdue gonna try to beat you like for real. yeah. Man, Eddie George's son getting sacks in the first series. Like, yo, what's going you on? Like, Eddie got a name. Right. <laughs> like, what's around popping that third round? You be like, hey, hey what they gonna do? Mel Kuyper and, and all the boys gonna play the Notre Dame highlights. They don't play no highlights from no other season, no other game. <laughs> Look at how he takes down Sam Hartman. This is hey, elite. He gonna have a five minute Notre Dame highlight. You like, dang, he did all that? Like, did <laughs> he win? Oh, no, they got blown out. I wouldn't, couldn't tell. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.